fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hey, y'all. In Atlanta, a few weeks ago, it was totally in the teens, like the teens, like a one was before the second number, and people were like in total shock and awe. I mean, It was cold. Yes, it was cold. But let's not forget, it is winter. Okay, people. And now it's February. So it's supposed to be cold. And now it's Fashion Week and it's totally snowing today. Rude. When it snows in New York, it just gets gross and wet. And then the snow gets scooped up immediately and everything in the snow is dirt and black. And it's like this nasty dirt combo. Anyway. I thought a discussion and pep talk about dressing for winter could be in order because it can be a bit of an overwhelming feeling to make the effort to be fashionable in the wintertime. It is really easy to dress and be comfortable, yes. But you know what? You can have both. A lot of people dress for comfort over style, fashion crime. However, it's really hard not to fall into that trap. I've done it before, and I know if you think that you're just running around here and running there, it's really not a big deal. But what happens is it just turns into a habit that's really hard to break. When you have enough in your closet to choose from, then you're not going to run into the option of wearing the same thing or the same types of clothing each day. Most of these issues come from people wanting to and I'm using air quotes, streamline their wardrobe because they think it will be easier to find and create outfits. In my experience, it just makes it harder to be creative and feel like you have different looks to choose from. But we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Using a cohesive wardrobe for outfit building can be a skill that is second nature to you if you enjoy getting dressed and, you know, you indeed have to practice. If you do not enjoy it yet, (laughs) it can be a learned skill just like anything else. Most people have the clothes, yes, but they might not have the creative vision to get the outfit together. And that's what's important, is making the outfit look interesting, intentional, and effortless. I'm going to say that again. When you get dressed, especially anytime, cold weather, not cold weather, You've got to make the outfit, the outfit must look interesting, intentional, and effortless. Much easier said than done, I understand, believe me. But the key to this, of course, is practicing and not looking at it like a chore. You determine your own outfit success. The more you create outfits, the more you're going to draw that creative energy to you and your style confidence will build from there. So this is what we're going to be discussing today, fashion besties, creating outfits for winter and having the discipline to actually do it, which leads to the question, are you really doing it? Are you sitting around in your workout clothes instead of getting dressed? I mean, this might or might not be the case for me as I cannot confirm or deny this. However, 
when I do get dressed after my workout, I do feel better about myself. Obviously, I usually have somewhere to go, so I don't mind getting dressed. But no one wants to get dressed for no one, you know, sitting around. And even if your dog is the only one who sees you all day, you should get dressed for them, of course, on some level and for yourself. When I'm working from home and I know I won't be seeing anyone for the rest of the day, wearing elevated basics is the way to go. And that's the key phrase here, elevated basics. This is a category that's not workout clothing and dressier and more put together than loungewear. This is my main go-to for everyday dressing. Starting at, let's just call it level one. Workout clothing is the absolute most dressed down that you can be besides wearing your pajamas. However, if you exercise regularly, you should have workout clothes or a cohesive workout wardrobe that consists of things that you could possibly run an errand or two in and not feel like you look sweaty and dirty and you've just been run over by a truck. Your workout wear should be updated to the point where you're getting a couple new things every four to six months, whether it's shoes or leggings or maybe like a cute jacket if it's cold outside or like a throw on, like a sweatshirt. We've certainly talked about this before in episode 149, Top Workout Wear with fitness expert Jenny Fitstart. So if you want to learn more about great updated in-style current workout trends for clothing, please go back and listen to that episode. If exercise is indeed part of your life, then workout clothing should be important to keep up in your wardrobe, especially if you run or you're a hardcore runner or you do races or whatever. You need to keep up your shoes, your socks, your workout gear every few months. Lucky for you, because I love you, I did create a Pinterest board for you this week where I gave you a few examples of each category for some cold weather dressing ideas of things that I thought that you might like. The next category, air quotes, I want to talk about or level of dressing would be loungewear. Now, loungewear consists of clothing that looks like regular clothes, but you could actually sleep in it if need be, meaning this could be anything jersey, cashmere, or cotton blend of clothing, maybe a matching set, maybe not that, you know, it looks put together, but it's really just for being comfortable around the house but you're dressed. Now, when push comes to shove, sure, you could wear some black loungewear pants with some sneakers and run an errand or two. 100% you could. But these clothes are still considered very, very casual, still for just around the house. But better than dressy and dressier than workout sweaty clothes and nicer than pajamas that you would normally sleep in. So that's what we're calling loungewear. I know it's confusing. But it's nice to know what category of clothing to wear when you plan out your day and if you need an outfit change or two. So let's talk about an example. So if you are home from work and you're not going anywhere for the rest of the day, you should probably not put on your pajamas at two o'clock in the afternoon. I can't confirm or deny whether I've done that before. But if you put on loungewear, Then if something changes, sure, you're not completely undressed and have to start from scratch. You can just throw on something else because you're pretty much dressed, but not undressed. Follow what I'm saying? Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. Loungewear is great to have for those kinds of days where you will be laying around. But if you change your mind, that's okay. And you could get dressed again. Whenever I'm helping somebody with their wardrobe, elevated basics are one of the first topics that we discussed. 
What are elevated basics? They're just that. Clothes that are basics in your wardrobe that are nicer and more well-made than cheaper, inexpensive clothing like fast fashion. Basics are things like long and short sleeve t-shirts, shorts, jeans, sweaters, jackets, daytime dresses, and slacks. If you are a person that wears a lot of t-shirts, just using this as an example, then get the best quality that you can afford. That is an elevated basic. Look at the reviews and by possibly spending a little bit more on the clothes that you wear every day, those are elevated basics. I never realized about the reviews how much time and effort people put in reviews. Now, not all the reviews are accurate, but if you're looking at a $40 t-shirt and has terrible reviews, you could probably spend a little bit more is what I'm saying. Investing in pieces like this more on a t-shirt, something that you would wear every day, it's only going to encourage you to dress better and more put together on the daily. When it comes to clothing, most of the time you really get what you pay for. And you probably already know this, but just look at the quality of, let's take underwear and socks for another example. Which underwear holds up best after millions and millions of washings? For me, it's the nicer ones that are $25 to $45 a pair compared to the $25 for four pair kind. This usually goes for cotton, any cotton blend, or things that can stand to be washed multiple times over and over and over again. So when you're wearing a t-shirt that was $8, you're like, I don't care about the shirt. It was just eight bucks. But when you wear a t-shirt that's $88, you just feel different about that shirt and you feel different about yourself. You can categorize your level of dressing by your activities based on your day. Now, instead of thinking that that seems complicated, a little planning goes a long way. So let's do an outfit planning day for winter so you get the idea of cold weather dressing made simple. When getting your act together to figure out your day, the key to dressing for function and style in winter, of course, is layering. Wearing several layers helps keep you warmer rather than one giant, huge, wool, oversized sweater that you're going to be schwitzing and sweating in once you get inside. For example, in the winter, I always start with a cami, okay? So with a cami, I have several ones, but the ones I wear most are black, nude, and white, and I have a few of each color. I like the longer ones as they stay tucked in my pants and they seem to stay. That's my base layer for winter. From there, I can do a chunky sweater or a long sleeve top. For those of you who are turtleneck people, I am not a turtleneck wearer, but if you are, please just get the best quality that you can afford, okay? Don't get no $5, $8 turtlenecks. You can dress better than that. And if you want to spend less on basics, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because when you go to said Bidwat store and you spend $68 on 14 things, they're not going to last a long time. They're going to get holes. The stitching's going to come undone. And after several washes, you're going to be disappointed when you could spend $68 on one really, really nice thing. And you can be like, wow, this sweatshirt's really nice. I love it because that is an elevated basic. Don't shop backwards, shop forward. Hot tip. 
If you do live somewhere like New York City or Chicago, where you're going to be outside commuting, wearing tights under your jeans, not a bad idea. It provides you an extra layer of warmth. So when the wind whips through you while you're walking down the sidewalk, you are protected. In New York, the wind will like push you off the curb. That's how strong it is. Jeans are not great. I'll say it again, not great for cold weather protection, but can be used for everyday wear even throughout the summer. However, not recommended for below 30 degrees as that is not going to keep you warm. Jeans are a cotton thread, a twill, which does not hold in warmth the same way a t-shirt is not going to keep you warm. But layered, it will. Wearing wool cashmere or wool blend pants or slacks, that's what's going to keep you warm if you're outside during extreme weather. These could be slacks, yes, or you can get like a jogger in cashmere blend, which is great too and more casual. And I do have some of those by Brunello Cuccinelli, which are very high end, but I do love them because they're not jeans and they do keep me warm in the winter walking around New York City. With a cami, tights under your jeans or a wool blend slack or a skirt, it's time for a top. So a couple layering options here. You could opt for a blouse and a blazer or perhaps a sweater or a wool blend skirt. Either way, you can remove a layer if you're cold and you can pile it all on when you go outside. When it comes to the boots, you need a shoe that can withstand the cold in addition to keep your feet dry. Montclair and Sorel make great, fabulous, amazing, fab, unbelievable, all the things in snow boots. I have a pair of each and they last forever. Even if you aren't outside for long, you want to make sure your boots are at least water resistant. No sneakers. I repeat, no sneakers in extreme cold or just regular leather boots that can be damaged if you step in water or a puddle. That is a fashion crime. Absolutely no sneakers at all because they're not going to keep your feet warm. Hot tub. Do not wear any, any nice shoes in the snow as the salt on the roads and the sidewalk have a chemical reaction and it's going to ruin your shoes. I might or might not be speaking from experience, okay? So if you have a favorite pair of very high-end suede boots or leather boots that you're like, I've never worn these outside when it's wet and I'm not going to take a chance now, don't do it. Because the salt chemicals and all the stuff on the ground that melts the snow, not your friend. Not your friend. Picking a coat during this time can prove daunting, but if you have a coat that's fashionable and functional, that's what I want you to have, then that's the way to go. In the snow, I wouldn't go for a coat that's cashmere or wool if it isn't waterproof or hasn't been treated. Hot tub. If you go to a professional cleaners, you can certainly ask them if they can treat your coat with a water coating or a spray or a type of scotch guard. Some cleaners do offer that if you have a coat that's not treated. If it's clearly raining, your trench is the best option to protect your outfit, which of course is your first priority, duh. But if it's really just freezing, then your hip puffer coat should be perfect. Mine is from Montclair and it's very shiny and it's waterproof, very, very poofy, and it really blocks both the wind and the rain. It was a great purchase for New York living. 
wax cotton, down feathers like Canada Goose, and other brands make synthetic fills that really provide maximum warmth. So when you're shopping for a coat, look for those things. Down feathers, synthetic fills, make sure you put it on and you feel warm. Of course, you're going to feel warm inside, but it should be poofy. At least have a layer or quilting. Buying a coat with a hood and making sure it at least covers your butt is a very smart purchase. We've talked about purchasing a coat for a long time now, and I know that you know that you should have at least three. I mean, just at least three. You should have a lot more than three, but three is the absolute least you should have. A lightweight jacket, a dress coat, and a puffer. But having more options for cold weather dressing is always something that you will use for years and years to come. Buying the best quality you can afford will be your best option. Other tips for cold weather fabulous dressing. Accessorize, accessorize, accessorize. Hats, scarves, and gloves are a great way to take cold weather dressing to the next level. Gloves are something that has really come back around for fashion and red carpet looks. When purchasing gloves, make sure that they're water and windproof, please. I cannot tell you how many times, annoyingly, I have worn gloves that did not keep my hands warm. I'm like, that is false advertising to call these gloves because my hands are cold. Architix, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Arctrix, Tyrex Venta gloves in black. They came highly recommended to me. And Moshi Digits touchscreen gloves. If that's important to you, those are great and are very highly rated for texting and being able to access your phone without taking your gloves off. Another company called Quinn, they have very super cute ombre gloves that you can text in. And of course, Canada Goose, they have more expensive gloves on the very high end of the budget. They are very highly rated in addition to Bogner, a company I've never heard of before. Their gloves look fabulous. They're super poofy on the top and then they're very thin on the bottom of your hand. So make sure you look for gloves like that that are in wool, fleece, and insulating synthetic fabrics. Now, how many pairs of gloves should you have? It depends where you live. So I have ski gloves. I have cashmere gloves. I have leather gloves, of course, that do not keep my hands warm at all whatsoever. But I really don't have more than that because I wear gloves only when I'm in New York. But I do love my cashmere gloves and they do keep my hands very warm. I have about three pair. For hats, this is a true personal preference. Wearing a hat for cold weather is the key to keeping warm as it traps your body heat. I do not, under any circumstance, wear a beanie-type hat, but I know a lot of women do. That is not my style, but it's very cute, and a lot of women wear that. I don't like that style just for me, but I love it on others. I wear a cowboy-style hat or a fedora in the winter. Our friends at Eugenia Kim, they make great hats, and don't forget about a beret. I love a beret. That used to be my jam. Um, most of them are wool. You can get them in synthetic and other fabrics as well, but I used to wear mine in wool. I love a beret. You can find them at Nordstrom or Helen Kaminsky is a brand that I just discovered and recommend. She's got a great selection of winter hats to choose from. You can certainly go on her website or go on any major department store and find a couple of different hats. Try a fedora. Try a beret. Depends where you live, but I have several hats. 
Scarves definitely should be worn, and they should be in wool or cashmere, too, with cashmere being my favorite, of course. C by Bloomingdale's, Burberry, and Echo, they make scarves in very good price points. Most designer brands carry them as well, like Acne Studios, J.W. Anderson, and Ghani. They also make scarves for winter. If you can pay less for anything at all, I would think a scarf would be something that you could find a great, amazing, amazing, fabulous deal on. Any department store, an off-price store like an off-fifth, you can certainly find an amazing deal on a really nice scarf. Make sure it's not too short. Make sure it's not too long. If you're a short person, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this. Women have these giant, giant scarves. They look like blankets. They're dragging behind them on the ground. Make sure you have one that is conducive to your height and you can wrap it around several times without it being too long or creating too much bulk. What you don't want to do is shove that scarf down your your front of your jacket and then you look pregnant. So don't do that. Just get one, just spread out your arms and get one that long. And then, you know, you wrap it around a couple of times. Also, another hot tip. Hot tip. Don't forget, fashion besties, buying clothes now for winter is the best time to shop. Spring merchandise will be hitting the retail floor very soon if it's not there already. And all of the winter stuff needs to be bought, put on sale, and moved out to make room for the new full-priced items. Find a scarf, hat, and gloves that is a bright, fun color. Get a wacky pattern. Get something a little out of your comfort zone to give your outfit some pop instead of just opting for all black. This is a place where you can show a little bit of personality and level up your style without this gigantic investment. I'm not telling you to buy $1,000 boots. I'm not telling you to buy a $1,000 jacket. But having these winter accessories on hand, like nice ones, they're going to make you feel better and elevate your outfit. I truly, truly hope this helps encourage and inspire you to create some unbelievable outfits this winter, even though there's not much winter left. It is Fashion Week this week in New York, so of course it's very fucking cold here, and it's in the super low 30s. So looking fabulous in the winter doesn't have to be a challenge when you're armed and ready to go with some fun accessories. And speaking of Fashion Week, that's what I'm going to be covering all next week, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And you can hear all about the shows that I went to in addition to the trends that are coming up for spring. Yay, us. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me this week, tuning in and finding out all about how to dress in the cold weather. And if you have any questions, as you know, my email is always open for you. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me at your convenience through Instagram at the Holly Kate Styling Instagram or the Fashion Crimes Podcast Instagram. Or you can email me at holly at hollycatstyling.com or holly at fashioncrimespodcast.com. Y'all, please engage with me. Like, engage, follow, share with somebody you love. I will absolutely and always forever answer your requests. And if you have any subjects that you want me to indeed cover, make sure you reach out to me and give me some suggestions of what you want to hear 
And like I said, Fashion Week coverage is coming up, and I want y'all to hear it first here on the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where we are fashion over 40, and I mean way over 40. Y'all have a great week. Love you so much. I will hear you soon. I will see you online, and I will see you in my email because you guys are going to email me. Talk to you later. See you next week for all things Fashion Week. Bye.